This is a HeadGum Podcast. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Bite, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, Cheryl. Hey, Tig. How's it going? It's going all right. Okay. Uh, yeah. We have a lot to get into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we really do. A lot to cover. Yeah, a lot to cover that, you know, who knows if we covered it, but it's it's a really interesting movie that we discuss. Yes, yeah. it is. So let's just get right into it. You guys are going to love this mm-hmm. podcast. <laughs> this podcast or this documentary? podcast because we know what happens in the podcast ladies and jerks welcome to the social dilemma it all started when tig and cheryl met in the mid 2000s hey nice to meet you tig i'm cheryl hines hi cheryl i'm tig notaro should we do a podcast about documentaries yes a podcast about documentaries is microphone on five furious frogs fiddling faintly furious frogs fiddling faintly I am the first ever podcast, and Tick and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hey, Tig, hey. Hey, Cheryl, hey. How are you doing? You hanging in there? I am. I've had, um, yesterday was probably my best day in the past couple oh. of weeks. Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, you had some nice support coming mm-hmm. from our little snark bulls. Yes, I did. Really, really very. I I just love our listeners. <laughs> I, know. I don't. I'm not going to get emotional because because uh-huh. um, I do about things that other people mm-hmm. find weird. But anyway, hands on a hard body. Well, I feel like it makes sense to feel all that about snark bulls, but not yeah. about putting hands on a hard body. But he gave that's where his we truck to his wife after he sacrificed. I don't know how he wanted that truck. How long he had his hands on that hard truck. body, hard body. How are you, Cheryl? I'm. Uh, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm really good. Or uh, I feel today. I feel good. So I'm just gonna celebrate that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. It's hard. My daughter's getting. She's graduating from high school, and it's like. I just feel like there's like a little countdown clock happening. Where is she going to go? 
she's going to go to SMU in Dallas, mm. which is, you know, close enough. What made her choose SMU? Oh, Tig, she had a boyfriend that was going there and it doesn't seem to be working out. But she's made friends there and she's still excited about the school. So it's all fine. But that's what sort of, for some reason, there are a lot of, uh, oh, I, now this feels like a very personal conversation, but that's what we do. Um, a lot of uh, kids in LA that like to go to SMU. You know, I've oddly spent a lot of time at SMU. Oh, you have? Not as a student, but my friend Shannon went there um, for maybe a year. And uh, I had good times at SMU, yeah. but I have good times whenever wherever I'm Shannon. Wherever you go, you bring, oh, <laughs> I thought you were just going to say wherever you go. Well, I try to, but yeah, I'm quite familiar with SMU. Yeah. Well, I wish Kat all the best. And uh, Thank when you. does she leave for Dallas? Um, August. <laughs> anyway, let's not let's not dwell on it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I'm just I'm just uh, enjoying my time with her. <laughs> it's weird though. I it's a can't weird. Imagine. No, you are gonna lose your <laughs> tiny little mind when it happens because you're like, oh, I've been taking care of this person, these people. Yeah, <sighs> that's how I refer to my children. This person. <laughs> for- <laughs> I've been caring for this person. <laughs> caring for this person and now they're leaving me (laughs) it's just weird i don't know Mm. anyway anyway tig shall we get into it yeah we've got a lot to cover yeah for once for once now i've seen this documentary twice oh you saw it before when did you see it i saw it in the middle of the pandemic which it's wasn't relaxing Mm -hmm. it's like the pandemic hit and it and everybody you know you're watching the news and there there's the death ticker and yeah, everybody's yeah. like, if you go outside, yeah. you're you're gonna die. And yeah. it's like, oh, well then I'll watch And some people did. And some people did. Yeah. And then I'll watch the social dilemma to keep mm-hmm. my mind off things. Mm-hmm. And it's wasn't um joyful and uplifting, but very interesting. Yeah. So today we're talking about the social dilemma. It's a twenty twenty docudrama. Oh yeah, docudrama. Yes. I want to talk about that part. Directed by Jeff Orlowski. The film combines <laughs> interviews with high-ranking employees from Silicon Valley and presents a critique of social media platforms and their effect on society. The Social Dilemma premiered at Sundance and after its subsequent release on Netflix was viewed by more than 38 million households in its first month of availability. <gasps> 38 million people saw it the first month it came out in the middle of that friggin' pandemic that's insane. i mean i guess we're still in the middle of the friggin pandemic i don't mm-hmm. know i mean do you think we're at the tail end of it i hope so thomas feels can like you it. nod one way or the other do you think we're at the thomas tail end? feels like it okay all right thomas is where i get my news these days actually where he's <laughs> always been thomas is you know he's a he reliable yeah he knows everything source of you know, probably this is right. Yeah. Not always. Yeah. We've learned but wouldn't not you always. feel like, Cheryl, if you needed someone or needed to run something by someone, yeah. doesn't Thomas feel like I yeah, could trust? Yeah, level-headed. Yeah. 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 He's not, he he's not a cuckoo run bird. on emotions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not like, no, I feel like the world's ending. He'd be like, no, they just <laughs> announced that the world is ending. <laughs> you know. But by right. the way, I just flew. Oh. <laughs> Talk about the world ending. You know, people are people are nuts on airlines have you noticed this yeah in the last few years they've gotten even crazier Mm -hmm. 
I was minding my beeswax. Okay. Okay. I'm sitting in coach, yeah. minding my beeswax. Yeah. I'm sitting on the aisle. There's a woman, a young woman, like in her 20s, between me and my daughter Kat is sitting on the uh the window. She likes the window. I like the aisle. That's just what we do. Now, do you always fly coach? I thought you didn't always fly coach. I don't always fly coach, but we went on the spring break trip and the hotel cost a lot. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. let's, we don't need Move to do everything. Fan- yeah. Mm-hmm. Sh- shift it around. Nobody's yeah. that fancy. Get yeah. over yourself. Mm-hmm. So we take off mm-hmm. and then... I lean my chair back, you know, like the two in- – it yeah. doesn't go back far. Right. It's like two inches. It's yeah. like boop. And, and I feel somebody banging on the back of my seat. Did you say, who is it? <laughs> I thought – you know what? I thought it was a kid. Because mm. you, you've, you've had those flights where like there's a kid that just kicks your seat the whole time and yes. you're like, yeah, boy. Mm-hmm. So at first I thought, oh, this person wasn't ready for me to lean my seat back two inches. I'll give them a chance to settle in. But then the banging kept going. And then I look back and it's like a it's like a white middle-aged guy. And I looked at him and I said, Are you okay? And he said, You're the only one with your seat back. Look around. And I was like, I was so confused. I, I looked around to see, is he talking to me? I'm like, what are you talking about? Uh-huh. He goes, look around. Nobody has their seat back but you. And I was like, oh, my God. This guy's nuts. Yeah. So I okay. I didn't engage because also, I, you know, I'm the lady from Curb Your Enthusiasm. I, it's like, I don't need people videotaping me. Reclining two a- inches. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, I'm going to leave this angry man alone he's got issues about something i don't know mm-hmm. what but whatever so i just he doesn't like curve didn't engage <laughs> he hates curve yeah did you keep your seat reclined i did okay good out right. of fucking principle uh-huh and so at some point it looked like his daughter i don't know what the relationship was but this very young girl comes from first class to check on him so it looked like he should have been in first class, but uh-huh. somehow didn't make the cutoff or uh-huh. whatever that was. And I'm sitting there and she comes, you know, are you doing okay? And he goes, yeah, but the crazy lady in front of me won't put her seat up. And I look at the girl next to me and I'm like, is he talking about me? I am like sitting, I'm like doing Wordle on my phone. Like not, I'm not even I wish watching. I knew what Wordle was. No, you don't need to know. So I'm like, I'm not talking. I'm not watching anything. I'm not. You're just wordling. I'm wordling my ass off. Yeah. And there's no way I could be bothering a soul. Mm-hmm. So I look at the girl next to me and I'm like, is he talking about me? And she's like, yeah, it's so weird. So you said that to the person next to you. Is yeah, he talking about Because me? at this point, uh-huh. it's really odd. I mean, uh-huh. he's loud. Uh-huh. He's loudly talking about the crazy lady in front of him, uh-huh. which is me. He's not a Mr. Thomas type. No, no. Thomas, if he had, feels like if Thomas had a problem with somebody on a, on the airline, he would write a stirred letter to the CEO. <laughs> But this guy, he really wanted people to know I was bothering him. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not engaging. I'm still not like 
okay, this guy is nuts. So then he gets up to use the bathroom and he bangs on my seat as he goes by. Again, I'm going to ask, did you say, who is it? (laughs) Hello. Hello. Come in. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, this guy. So he goes to first class to talk to... I don't know what, to do whatever. Mm -hmm. I go to the back of the plane to talk to my people. And I say to the flight attendants, I'm like, there's a crazy guy sitting behind me that's like banging on my seat. Yeah. Because I reclined my seat the two inches. And they said, you're allowed to recline your seat. Everyone is. I said, oh, I I know that. I agree with you. (laughs) I said, but for some reason, he's very mad about it. And he's banging on my seat. And they were like, that's unacceptable. That's not okay. And then... The girl that was sitting next to me also went and talked to some flight attendants and Mm -hmm. said, the guy behind this woman next to me is harassing her. And then they called the male flight attendant and he went over and talked to this guy and said, look, if you don't cut it out, we're going to have security escort you off the plane when we land. By the way, this is a a two-hour flight. It's not even like, (laughs) this isn't like, oh my God, how is this guy going to make it through a, you know, eight-hour flight? This is a two-hour flight. Yeah. And then he stopped, and then it was all fine. But I was like, I was hot. I I know. I have to say, I feel like you're typically... I'm pretty, pretty easygoing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like it. I think it's good especially for somebody like yourself, to have those moments and be like, Mm-mm. let yourself feel them. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. 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 No, thank you. Mm-mm. And that's the other thing, too. Would he have done it if I was a guy? Mm-mm. If you were Larry? If I was Thomas sitting there? Well, I kept thinking, this is like a curb. Oh, that was the other thing. When I went to talk to the flight attendants, I'm talking to them, and they're like, wait a second, aren't you on Curb Your Enthusiasm? <laughs> I was like, I... Am. I am. Like, oh my god, I love that show. They were so sweet because then they were like, "We're gonna. Would you like us to escort you back to your seat?" I said, "I would love that." So we all <laughs> marched down the aisle. Wow, like, we're not gonna take it from this a hole. I bet when all that was happening, I was curled up in fetal position, crying. Oh. Anyway, should we get into? Oh uh- yes. Anyway. <laughs> It is funny to think about what people are doing when other people are doing other things. What time was it? Uh, this was Sunday mm-hmm. at about uh, 5 p.m. Mm. Is that your crying time? <laughs> Cry clock. <laughs> you, you set alarms. Yeah. I did that once. I was so sad. I would set a, an alarm to so I could go to sleep and then wake up and cry in the middle of the night. Hi. No way. I'm nuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was exhausted, but I also had a lot of crying to do. Yeah. So I said, okay, I'll set my alarm. For some boo-hoos. And then get back to sleep. Wow. Tig. Okay. The social dilemma. Mm -hmm. Where do we begin? I mean, you said you saw it before. Yeah. Excuse me. Did it change your behavior when you first saw it? Well, it was very interesting to me because I learned a lot. So what the people in this in this documentary talk about, these are the people that design these social media platforms. Mm-hmm. And they design the, are they algorithms? What are they called? Mm-hmm. Yeah, algorithms to uh, monitor what people do online. And then they can send you targeted ads. 
So I was, this whole time I've been like, mm, that's okay. I don't mind that. But then when I watched this and they're saying not only do they send targeted ads, but they say, oh, this must be the kind of news that you like in your opinion mm-hmm. of it. So they were saying even, for an example, global warming. This uh, algorithm can tell what you want to hear. So if, depending on who you are, if you Google global warming, if they know that, oh, you're upset about global warming, they will give you more to be upset about. Right. And if they know that you're maybe skeptical, I don't know if there is global warming, then they'll send you articles like this is a hoax. Wouldn't you say... These days, if something's called a hoax, it means that uh, it's not a hoax. <laughs> well, it's it's hard, isn't it? Because it the feels word just like feels very um, overused. Yeah, Thomas, um, nod yes or no. I feel like he's in prison. It's so funny. Like he's a a prisoner. Well, he is of sorts. Yes. Um, had you seen we it? We don't before? let him talk. We don't let him out of this. And did middle. it change your social media usage or? I think I was aware of a lot of what they were talking about and um, the effect it has and how addictive it can be. But I'm already very consciously not like an active Mm -hmm. social media user. And so it didn't make me feel like, oh, I need to make a major change. But when they put it all together in a documentary, it's alarming for sure. Good answer. Yeah. What about you, Tig? Did it did it change you? Well, I feel like I generally knew all of this, and like Thomas said, having it all together, right? It felt uh, alarming, especially thinking about my children. That's Um, what's really hard. Yeah. How do you tell your kids what's true and what's not true? I don't know. Because we don't even know. Exactly. I mean, what do we know? We just know what. Well, me and in. you specifically, not much. Really, know nothing. Yeah, we are not a news source of any. <laughs> no, please do not. <laughs> do come... not take advice from us. No, unless we say, listen. Sometimes I, I have an say, advice podcast. Okay. Yeah. Don't ask to. Yeah. I can give it. I can give some good advice right this minute. Okay. If you have leg cramps, you should drink pickle juice. Have we talked about that before? Let's Uh take a break and we will be back (laughs) to discuss pickle juice. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best 
to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And we're back on Tig and Cheryl True Story. If this is your first time tuning in, (laughs) um, don't tune out. Because it just gets worse from here. Yeah, you won't believe how much worse it you, gets. You might be thinking, oh, surely they're about to talk about something worthwhile. We are not. You know what I thought, actually, what would be cool <laughs> is to, on this episode, delete a social media account of mine. Mm. And be like, right now, I'm I pressing delete. But it. Stephanie said that she deleted her Twitter account once. Yeah. And then... I don't know, a year later, she was like, oh, I really need to tweet something. And she was able to access her Twitter account again. Oh, wow. Is it that you can't ever really delete anything? I have no idea. There's no way to know. There's no way to know. (laughs) Thomas, I I turn to you quickly again. Can you delete things forever or no? You can go through steps to permanently delete accounts but they purposely make it really hard to find that option but if you permanently delete it it will be permanently deleted yeah okay Mm -hmm. all right good to know i mean it seems like it's got to be available somehow somebody could i don't like that attitude in your (laughs) voice somebody could get into the cloud of some sort yeah Yeah. you want to hear okay let so in this documentary there's a guy named named Tristan Harris. Didn't you love all the people in this documentary? I did. They all were smart and articulate and casual. Yeah. That's that's what the tech <laughs> companies are. Yeah. They're like in t-shirts, just like, hey, I'm the here's smartest what's going person on. in the room. Look at my t-shirt. Yeah, I don't have to wear a coat. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even have to wear a long sleeve shirt. Tristan Harris is a former design ethicist at Google. Do you want to hear from Tristan? Because mm-hmm. this is, it's interesting what he has to say. You know, never before in history have 50 designers, 20 to 35-year-old white guys in California, made decisions that would have an impact on 2 billion people. 2 billion people will have thoughts that they didn't intend to have because a designer at Google said, this is how notifications work on that screen that you wake up to in the morning. And we have a moral responsibility as Google for solving this problem. And I sent this presentation to about 15, 20 of my closest colleagues at Google. I was very nervous about it. I mean, I wasn't sure how it was going to land. When I went to work the next day, most of the laptops had the presentation open. Later that day, there was like 400 simultaneous viewers. And so it just kept growing and growing. I got emails from all around the company. I mean, people in every department saying, I totally agree. I see this affecting my kids. I see this affecting the people around me. We have to do something about this. And so it created this kind of cultural moment that Google needed to take seriously. And then nothing. And then nothing. And I can't remember because I wasn't listening to you. Did you say it changed your behavior after you watched it? Well, One thing that I learned from it was they sell you, right, to advertisers. Mm -hmm. So if you look up something on YouTube, say you look up a music video, and then it ends, and then another one comes up that it's like 
let's suggest it for you. We know you like this sort of thing. And if you click on it, then they know that they've mm-hmm. got you and that they can advertise to you. So they were saying, don't ever click on their suggestions. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. And I also don't have notifications don't on my phone. I don't need it bing bonging all the time with. Yeah, it's always good to go to something rather than having something come to you and say, look at me. Yeah. So there are things like that. And I try not to spend too much time on my phone anyway. But I mean, it was interesting. Of course, that's why everyone is so divided, Mm -hmm. right? This documentary is so interesting because it definitely touches on our Mm -hmm. politics, right? Because we've always had Republicans and Democrats and they have, we haven't always agreed on stuff, but these days it's so divided and angry. People are so angry Mm -hmm. at each other. And then you watch this and you realize, oh, that Mm -hmm. this is why somebody just even is curious about a politician. This other stuff comes up and and then it talks about the, you know, Trump and Hillary election. And it's like, yeah. whoa, it's very mm-hmm. surreal. Mm-hmm. And so you you feel like just in general, you try to stay aware of how much time you're on your phone. Yeah, I do. I'm not big on social media. But that being said, <laughs> I wake up and I look to see what's trending mm-hmm. on Twitter because it gives me a little snapshot of what's going on in the world. It's usually me being hot is what's <laughs> trending. It on. is a lot of hot tig. But here's the thing that I didn't even know. This how naive I was. I didn't even notice on Twitter that there are different categories. And the first thing they show you are trends for you. Because <laughs> I was like, well... <laughs> Only thing that ever trends is like Larry David and, uh, you know, um, the flight yeah. attendant. And, and then on the next column, it says trending. And it's like, oh, oh, that's what's trending for yeah. other people. I have to I have to tell you, I, not to pick up my phone right now, but um, when my stepfather died, um, it, it was so hilarious to pick up his phone and um see what his phone said it's it's really really funny hold on one second wait so you have his phone or you or you sent it to sent it to myself it says first of all one of the alerts on his phone says have you ever smoked marijuana this new formula of (laughs) cbd is a byproduct of and then i couldn't read anymore then the next <laughs> alert on his phone said, Uh-oh. weekly report, your screen time was down 47% last week for an average Uh-oh. of two minutes a day. <laughs> <laughs> it went down 47% to two minutes. To two minutes. <laughs> he was not someone Aww. on his phone. He was he not was one of those on people that was like, "Oh, I my phone's at my house, or I keep it in my uh-huh. glove compartment for emergencies." Uh-huh. Or, you know what uh-huh. I mean? That's so. It's went cute. down forty. I can't even crunch that math. What does that mean? What was? 
Well, I mean, 50% would have been four minutes if it went down. So it's got to be I know, but I want an exact number. <laughs> oh, an exact. Oh, that's what Thomas yeah. is for. Thomas, can you let us know what 47% down to two minutes a day would have been? Did I tell you about the time? <laughs> Probably. Let's hear it again. When... Okay, just stop me if you're like, oh my God, we've heard this story so many mm-hmm. times, I can't. But I, one day, this was years ago, I was sitting in my bedroom and my phone just starts yeah. buzzing, like ping, 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 like buzzing. People are calling, people are texting, emailing all at the same time. And I thought, oh my God, a war must have just broken out in the we world. We need to call you know? Cheryl. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> text Cheryl. Cheryl There's a war. And I look down and I see one of my friends said, um, that's a lot of animals. Do you need help? And I thought, oh, that's a weird, a lot of animals for what? So then I start looking at people's yeah. messages and... My stepdaughter, Kira, and my daughter, Kat, had planned a birthday party for me. And they sent an invitation to everybody that has ever been on my Evite list. Okay. Everybody. These are celebrities, people from preschool, people from my ex-husband's family in another state, and said, um, it's a party for me, and... um, what I would really like as a gift is an animal. And um, the more exotic, the better. And it's a pool party, so bring your bathing suit. <laughs> this went out to 300 people. No, I haven't and heard people this. Were just, and people were just like, wow. I mean, some people were like, it's so good to hear from you. I haven't heard from you in 10 First years, of all, but thank I've you for this. I've been on your invite list before. I never got this <laughs> invite. Well, this was a while ago. This was okay. a while ago. Anyway, people were f- flipping out and like, what kind of animal do you want? And <laughs> I had to like... Send out an email to everybody saying, sorry, this is... You were hacked? I was like, don't come to my house. As much as I would love to see you in your bikinis, <laughs> don't bring me an animal. And uh, there's not going to be a pool party. I'm sorry. But it was like, I couldn't even have 300 people. That in is house. so funny. But anyway, the point is, Tig, sometimes um, social media... Is Cowboy Rick's usage the previous week before he died was three minutes and 47 seconds a day. Oh my God. <laughs> three minutes. What did he even do for three minutes? I mean, most phone calls are don't are last a lot longer than... I can't even imagine what he did. Aww. I mean, maybe he looked up the weather... Well, CBD. <laughs> Marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that made uh, me laugh so hard. That was funny. Okay, so back to the Oh, we have to take a break. Oh, and we will be right <laughs> back <laughs> to talk about the social... This is what's happening with social media is your uh, attention span. This show... We are the reason. Yeah, but we'll yeah. be back. Okay. 
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we are back. We're back. We're getting to it now. We are getting to it in the final stretch. 30 minutes in, we are going to talk about this documentary. Mm -hmm. Well, what we learn is that in the past, Silicon Valley made software and hardware for money, but now what they sell are their users more specifically according to the father of vr what does vr mean oh virtual reality okay hi (laughs) jaron jaron lanier the ability to change what users do what they think and who they are oh was jaron the guy with the dreadlocks i think it was uh yeah. yeah i liked him so much yeah he has i guess they mentioned it that he has that book like 10 good reasons or something to get off social media we have that. There's no way to know. There's no way to know. But we uh, <laughs> we we have that book here at the house. Um, oh, Stephanie read it. Ten arguments for deleting your social media accounts right now. Mm. Well, ten, ten good reasons. Close. Maybe I'll read that next. You won't. I won't? I don't think so. Look, I've made huge. I became Leaps vegan. I okay. stopped. From reading? Yeah, from reading. I've stopped reading <laughs> the news from reading. Yeah. You know what? I've stopped engaging with the news uh, because of you, which and it's been very helpful. Isn't it? I find it because oh. it's like whatever's going to happen is going to happen. You and I can't. And if you can do something, then you should do something. You should yeah. activate yourself and yeah. and be helpful or yeah. donate money or change and your organize. ways. Do something. Yes. But don't just be a receptacle for yeah. horrible stuff. Yeah. And I still... Stand by, get your five-minute news source in a podcast form, and then move on. I think that's right. Yeah. Advertisers want certainty, and that requires a lot of data. Mm -hmm. Is it data or data? Data. I say data. Thomas? It's either. It's either or. Thomas doesn't know there's... No, some people are very... uh, opinionated about data or data people are very opinionated about (laughs) everything and they're still wrong so what what they talk about in this in this documentary is how these engineers have created this software to be user-friendly and things that would appeal to people one of the guys talks about the like button Mm -hmm. and he thought that it was fun you know, positive. oh, I like something and positive. You're passing on positivity, and then cut to now suicide rates are higher than they've ever been in tweens mm-hmm. and teens, mm-hmm. and because and they get depressed and upset because of social media. They don't get enough likes. They're 
people aren't paying attention to them. And it's so sad to hear that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's it's one of those things where if they could see, if they had more perspective or more wisdom and age, and but you're, right. you're caught in that time period. And it's so important. Yeah. It feels so important. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but that's also what social media is in general, even if you remove the like button, is people are trying so desperately to get more followers, more followers, more followers, more followers. And that's just another version of like, you know? Yeah. So. And it's an addiction. They talk about it being mm-hmm. an addiction. Yeah. People are addicted. Right. And it is strange. I mean, if you ever, you know, lose your phone, you feel, it's a panic. Uh-huh. You feel like, oh, my God, all my information's in there. I'm sure people are trying to reach me for some good reason at to this To tell moment. you that a war broke out. <laughs> or that 300 people are coming in their bathing suits with animals. With llamas. <laughs> and they wanted them to bring them. She told them to bring them in their own cages. Yeah. And my friend's like, that's a lot. Uh, where are you going to put them all? I'm like, put all what? Um, my animals. <laughs> it's hard when you see th- these guys and women. There's a woman named Shoshana. Uh, Shoshana, I mean, very smart woman, had quite a hairdo. Yes, she I'm just, did. I'm just saying, keeping the, that was kind of my hair in the 80s, like the Full Farrah The Shoshana. Yeah, you got the Shoshana. <laughs> I had the Shoshana, and I like the Shoshana's keeping it uh-huh. and keeping it alive. But yeah, she was talking about how Facebook influenced users of how to vote in the midterms. And they talked about, they talked a lot about, like I said, politics and how even Russia mm-hmm. using our social media to influence people. And and one of them, <laughs> couldn't tell you who, was saying, you know, were they breaking the law? Not really. Yeah. They were just they, utilizing what was yeah, right there Yeah, they were hiring. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're saying, oh, if you looked up, you know, Trump, then we'll give you all this and we'll give you all this hate about Hillary Clinton. And then you will swirl into this. And that's exactly what they did, and that's exactly what happened. And we're still stuck in it. Don't, yeah. I mean, we're still stuck in it. Oh, my gosh, going deeper and deeper into it. I mean, what's going to happen in the next election? What is going to happen every year to come I know. In, in every area? It's, it's, did, did you watch the movie Don't Look Up? No. It's interesting because, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to get the plot exactly right, but it's something about, was it uh an asteroid that was going to hit the earth mm-hmm. yeah i mean and I so know. you know the asteroid was symbolic for whatever we all think is going to destroy us yeah. people the earth how we're all going to die if it's going to be an asteroid if it's going to be a pandemic if it's going to be global warming whatever it is that mm-hmm. people are afraid of and in the film it was <laughs> it was a parody if you will and there and you had people like saying this is I don't believe in it. I don't believe the asteroid is coming. And then the other people were like, the asteroid is coming. We've got to do something. I'm going to do a concert. And so people, you know, are kind of like doing whatever they think they should be doing to stop it Uh or to have their voices heard. And then when it, oh, I guess I'm spilling beans. (laughs) I I won't tell you how it ends. But when it seems like the asteroid is coming, then people, you know, when 
hunker down and do whatever they think they should do before the world ends. Mm-hmm. And then some people were, you know, having dinner with their family and enjoying each other. And you watched it and you were like, oh, that's what I want to be doing. Right? Is hunkering down? Uh, just having dinner. Uh-huh. <laughs> before an asteroid just takes you out. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it's not going to be helpful to be like in the streets, like, we're not going to take it, asteroid. <laughs> right i don't know i mean that would bring a lot of joy to me if i saw somebody (laughs) marching around right when it got hit right when they got hit (laughs) what uh, do you feel like we're in uh end times uh do you feel like the asteroid is coming i don't know yeah something's gonna happen listen something's gonna happen to us all that's just how life is oh boy i didn't need to hear that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, what do you think? Do you think of... I don't know. I mean, yeah, it seems like war and climate change and, um, you know... I mean, I'd be happier if it was an asteroid. Mm-hmm. Let's just all go together in You'd a flash. You'd go out in a big, with a big smile on your face. Yeah, Yay, I'd be like, asteroid. this is it! Cheers! Yeah. Cheers, and then we'd all, like, move on to the next phase. My feeling is if something is happening, I, I want to be... As comfortable as possible. So have dinner with your family. Okay, great. Okay, well, well we're settled on that. Wonderful. Or make out with the person next to you. <laughs> In the elevator. In the elevator. Yeah, well, I have, back to... I have claustrophobia, we learned. Oh, you're not going to be in an elevator. I'm not going to be a fun make out in an elevator. <laughs> you're going to be a panic. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be in a real panic. <laughs> no. <laughs> I need to be with somebody who's just like, eh, fuck it. We're all oh my going. Gosh. Let's go down in flames. What if it's me and Mr. Thomas together in the elevator? Oh, you're going to run around the elevator. You're like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And Thomas is just going to be sitting me down like, and just be like. <laughs> and slap you in the slap face. Slap me like, in snap, the face. Snap out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> snap out of it and then i'm like oh mr thomas <laughs> and then you'd start making out hello hello um they said in this um documentary that fake news on twitter spreads six times faster than real news wow because it's more sensational and more interesting and one of them was saying you know because the truth isn't that exciting which is weird because it is. When there's storytelling in movies, people always say, oh, the truth is way more interesting yeah. than fiction. Yeah. And so. But I guess for our news, you know, because our news is like 24 hours all day long, every mm-hmm. minute, and they want breaking news. It's yeah. like, how can there be breaking news every 10 minutes? And do you feel like since you've cut back on reading and following the news that when news is breaking that it's shocking? Because that's what I experience. <laughs> I experience that all the time. Where, somebody, where you're like, whoa. I overhear something. I'm like, what happened? And <laughs> it's, it's jarring because I don't cheat. I do not cheat ever. And, and look. Well, see, I have good friends that are in the news business. Uh-huh. I hate to toot my own horn. <laughs> but you can you can be in the news business and not, right, share breaking news all the time? Well, we're always doing comedy bits. So I, I have a thread mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. like, comedians and actors and what, and news 
casters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it'll be like, they'll say something and then I have to look it up to see what they're talking about. I see. And then I'm like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. Okay, let's just touch on for a minute. Okay. Did you like the re the the it wasn't even a reenactment. It was like a drama little p- playlet. It was you know, I went in and out of like, oh my god, this is so dumb to sometimes there was gr- more gravity to a situation when it was acted out and Yeah. Um yeah. and I had to just ignore uh your, your feelings. <laughs> I just had yeah, just ignore the Oh, geez. The reenactment yeah. vibe of it. Yeah, because it, in this documentary, they they have great actors, by the way, who, um, like, there's a kid in high school, and he decides he's going to not use his phone, and, mm-hmm. then the, and then there's a guy in a control room mm-hmm. who's like, oh, we've got to get him back. Mm-hmm. Send him a, an alert that, you know, Jessica. That his Jess- ex-girlfriend started yeah. dating somebody new. Right. And they were like, that's good, that's good. Oh, there's a 78% chance he'll respond to that. And so at He's engaged like, again. He's yeah, you know, he's back on his phone. And he's, yeah, and you're like, yibbly. But then you're like, oh my God, he's back on his phone. Yeah. It did work. Yeah. They did nudge him and he yeah. did engage. Mm-hmm. Which it did make me... Okay, I'm just going to say this and people are going to think I'm nuts. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe I'm part computer already. Oh. Because I will, let's say I sleep and my legs get really hot and I wake up in the morning and I think, you know what, I've got to find some sheets that will cool my legs in the middle of the night. And I'll look down at my phone and they're like, we've got some bamboo sheets for you. And I didn't even look it up. So can you explain that? You are part computer. (laughs) But other people have said... They have the same thing happening. Uh-huh. Does that ever happen to you? You don't even say it out loud. You just think it and it's like, no, no, we've got the right. Well, I already uh, have bamboo sheets. Oh, do they keep your legs cool at night? Maybe a little, but I'm, I get so hot at night. Yeah. What's happening? It's like my legs are on fire at night. Well, you need to see a doctor. I did. I, this has been happening for 30 years. And my doctor's like, yeah, just uh, don't sleep with covers on. I'm like, mm. That's the, okay. And is this what? us back on track? <laughs> <laughs> this is us winding up the documentary. <laughs> okay, let's see. I'm going to look at our outline and I'm going to bring it home. Technology is an existential threat, not because the tech itself is an existential threat, but rather the threat is technology's ability to bring out the absolute worst in our society. Mm-hmm. So that's terrifying. It really is. It's like a billion of the guys behind me banging on my seat, activating all those guys. <laughs> it's like that guy like going on his computer and be like, has there been a crazy lady that sat in front of you and coached that leaned her chair back two inches? We're not going to take it. You know what? I bet there's going to be some people that write in and are like, I'm sorry, Cheryl. I love you, but I am with the guy <laughs> banging on your seat. Because I feel like there's a real division there, like data, data division. Okay. Wait, you don't think that everybody should be able to leave? I seat? do, because also sometimes people don't feel well, or your back hurts, or right. By the way, mm-hmm. if this guy, if I recline my seat two inches, mm-hmm. and this guy leaned up and said, "Hey, 
I'm having a bad day. Mm-hmm. I have long legs. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're doing is really crushing my soul. Mm-hmm. Is there any way you could put your seat up two inches? I would say, I get it. Yeah. 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 I can put my seat up. But to bang on my seat for two hours? Yeah, like some crazy animal that was going to yes. show up to your party is... <laughs> It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. You're like, I should take you home and put you in a cage. <laughs> uh, let's see. Many of the experts in this doc believe that if we go on this path, oh, I mean, listen, I'd hate to bring people down. If we keep on this path for 20 more years, there may be civil war and ultimately the destruction of the human race. They believe that the only way to change this trajectory is to change the laws and create regulations for these platforms that protect users rather than the interests of these incredibly wealthy companies. So there's no regulation. Right. And do you have, are you hopeful that this will be, because I can't remember the woman's name in the documentary, but she said she Shoshana? is hopeful. It wasn't. Shoshana, oh, but it was else. somebody else that just said, I am hopeful that this will change, but it's going to take a very long time. Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And that was nice to hear, but I yeah. was thinking, I can't tell lately if I am a negative or positive person, honestly. And a lot of things have been coming up for me where I'm thinking that, where have I become a negative person? Have I... Am I positive? Because I always thought I was positive, but yeah. I will go a lot of times with, that's not going to happen. It's not going to turn around. You know? Yeah. Well, you know what, Tig? You don't need to label yourself. Okay. You should allow, give yourself permission to have feelings. Mm-hmm. Just like I had feelings about the guy behind me. And he had feelings about you. Oh, he thought I was a crazy lady. <laughs> Um, it is hard because there are huge issues at hand, huge issues Mm -hmm. that you just can't, there's so much momentum behind it. You can't even imagine how it's going to turn around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know why I'm going to you for the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Delete your social media is what they're saying. Okay. Would you ever do that? I like to think that I would if I wasn't in the entertainment business. And do you really feel like it's making a difference in your career? That's a good question. Because I see people with millions of followers yeah. that don't sell out a club or a theater. Uh-huh. I know. Well, by the way, there are also fake followers, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize until relatively recently, probably when the social dilemma came out like I didn't realize you know you can buy robot followers money well spent (laughs) I um I have Instagram and it's my cat you know it's the real fluff notaro and my I had management for a short period of time recently and they really wanted me to get way more active on social media they wanted me to be verified and I was Mm. like I don't want to be verified. I don't want to be a part of the rat race of mm-hmm. social media. Yeah. It's just a step that just does not interest me. Yeah. Uh, I want to post 
about a show. I want to post about my cat. I want to not post. I want to, I don't want to hire somebody to be posting for me or not in my voice or I just, it just doesn't, I don't know. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, I, I like being able to post like pictures of, you know, oh, on the set, Mm -hmm. isn't this funny or something joyful or whatever, but, um, and I like being able to tell people when stuff is on and this is what it, this movie has made me think, do I just Ah. have a website? Do I just use podcasts? Is there really a difference in my career? Can I manage without it? Well, you are managing without it. You don't need it. I'm here to tell you. Right. I mean, but I'm on social media. I have my Instagram. It's tied to my Facebook fan page. But also, I'm just like... It's okay. I don't know. I I have to think about it. I'm leaning towards making a huge radical decision. (gasps) Whoa. Yeah. Tig. Okay. Well, I want you to announce it here. Okay. (laughs) Before you do anything crazy. Okay, Tig. All right. Are you ready... I mean, I think we really gave people a very clear picture of what this documentary is about. I would, even though we don't review movies, Mm -hmm. I would highly recommend that people watch this. I I would too. It's very interesting. Yes. Very smart, interesting people are in it and, you know, talk about it in a way that... That we didn't. (laughs) That we definitely did not even touch upon. Mm Mm-hmm. Tig, are you ready for final thoughts? I am. It's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? I did not. No, I didn't cry. In my heart and soul, I cried for the world and for humans. I know. Deeply, I cried. I know. What's going to happen? Well, we discussed it. Civil War... Civil War, disease, uh, uh, asteroids. asteroids. Okay, you're welcome, snorkels. Okay, um, who were you attracted to? Who are some cute people in this? You know, I started to take a second look at that guy. I can't remember his name. He he was kind of the main red-headed guy yeah yeah i know because he's so so smart smart and articulate reasonable he was yeah Mm -hmm. i liked him at first i was just like oh this is just a bunch of a big group of smart people and this is interesting and then i was like hello tristan hello tristan so wait are we gonna fight over him or no i've got somebody but you can have tristan thank you i would like tim kendall which one you know was Tim he? Kendall? He he had dark hair and he has kids and clearly oh, he's married. Right. Yeah. He seems like he works out. I mean, he was a big. He was sitting with a bunch of books behind him. Yeah, his yeah. t-shirt and his muscles. Yeah, but smart. I liked him. Oh, but yeah, I oh, yeah, think I did. prefer Tristan. Well, Tim Kendall was the former exec from Facebook, former president of Pinterest, and now he's the CEO of moment i don't know what moment is but maybe we will know soon and it will wreck our lives (laughs) well that's all for this week's episode next week we'll be talking about man on wire which is free on youtube tig 
Would you like to hear some true fan mail really quickly before we go? Yes, please. Okay, this is from Jen Jen 2041. Hey, Jen Jen hey, Jen, 2041. Jen 2041. Since this podcast mildly changed my life, I have been actively recruiting listeners. I now identify with Cheryl. Thank you. But in a I've made it to the top of the pyramid sort of way. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks is not strong enough. Snurkbull for life. P.S. Sometimes I stand in front of the mirror and do the snurkbull handshake I made up. <laughs> <laughs> it ends with each person simulating a clown noise honk. Oh, uh-huh. a clown a clown no nose honk on one another while making tigs. <laughs> noise again it's just me in front of a mirror (laughs) still no shame (laughs) oh my gosh i would love to see jen jen this is why we love our snorkels i love that jen jen's working on the snorkel handshake that ends with a uh okay and this is andrew writes hey andrew andrew hey. hey Tig and Cheryl. Hey, girls, hey. There is no B in on the lamb. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way to know. But there was no way for you to know that. <laughs> I love this kind of mix-up, and I spent all morning imagining Tig and Cheryl on a lamb called Snurkbull riding off into the sunrise. Wee-wee-wee. <laughs> 51 years. I never knew that. I didn't either. <laughs> I honestly, then what does lamb mean? L-A-M. Who cares? No. <laughs> There's no way to know. Well, thank you, Andrew. That's um, that's good to know. It's not a, it's not a lamb. No. And uh, I just want to remind listeners that my Hello Again tour is still going on. I'll be in Santa Rosa April 29th. Also, Los Angeles. I'll be at the Ace Theater for my album release party. On May 14th with my friend um, Karen Kilgariff opening up. She's from uh, My Favorite Murder podcast. Mm-hmm. I'll be in Birmingham May 19th, Nashville May 20th, Amherst, Massachusetts May 25th, Ithaca May 26th, San Diego July 23rd, Victoria, British Columbia August 6th, and Honolulu August 12th. If you want to come see me, get your tickets at tignotaro.com. And I'd also just like to say, you can tune into The Flight Attendant on HBO Max and watch me as a CIA hotshot. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, you're welcome. All right, Tig. Should we do it again? Yeah, let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Gabby Kovacic and Thomas Willett. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett with music by David Susson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at TigandCherylTrueStory at gmail.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.